Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recaps Mailbags. Your host Chris and Deepom here. Uh, this is a combined mailbag for April and uh, May 2020. Uh, we did not do one in April, uh, which actually didn't work out too bad because it wasn't a whole lot of stuff coming out in April. But May um, has been a son of a bitch. <laughs> well, it, it's crazy because as we live, as we sit in day 547 of quarantine, <laughs> March those last two weeks crept, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they correct. Yeah. And then April kind of moved fast. In May, I blinked. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. You blinked in your age 20 years? Just- Yo, I was like, what happened? It was 84 years ago. Like, my birthday is May 21st. I, um, on May 20th, I was 37 years old. On May 21st of 2020, I turned 50 to 57 years old. So it's a very big day. It, 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 just, it just, it just what happens. It's just you know, this it's what happened in May. It's um wild times we live in. Uh, but anyway, this is the mailbag. We uh, on the Super Tuesday recap. You send us your emails, mailbag at mtrnetwork.net, and we read through the emails, and then we'll hit some 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 of the larger news items that that, that have come up in comics and uh, you know entertainment, uh, comic book, movie, TV show news. Um, apparently, there were some big things that happened um, the last couple of weeks in May uh, that we need to talk about. Um, but uh, did you get me? Whatever uh, could you fucking mean? I don't know what it could be. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so. What I'm gonna do? We got we got several emails that actually kind of tie into the, the big the big topic that we're gonna talk about this episode. There was one that didn't, <laughs> so I'm gonna read that one first, and then actually now that I look at it, I'm actually it actually does mention it at the end. So <sighs> the elephant in the room, the Snyder cut. We'll talk about that in a second. Almost what, all what, what, what? <laughs> the the Snyder cut that didn't exist, but now is gonna exist because they got to pour fifty million dollars into it. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, first email from Matthew says. No real question. Just want to hear y'all talk about how we're going to get Ironheart, American Chavez, and more with the Young Avengers. Uh, Kevin dropping his big sack L, uh, his big sack on on uh, sack on L. These uh, folks just on the thought that he's no longer leaning on legacy characters, like he still could be as the safe option. Watching insults cry as they try to convince themselves the Snyder cut is peak comic book movies is going to be almost as great as seeing these folks come to screen. Uh, that's from Matthew. So I think um, there was a report, I think, because I didn't see this officially announced yet. There was a report saying that right. uh, the Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige are going to be leaning on, on doing movies with the Young Avengers. I don't think anything's officially been announced yet because we know what Phase 4 is so far. Um, we also know what the next lineup of uh, Marvel Studios uh, Disney Plus shows are. Um, we do know what's in there. Um, so while they haven't officially kind of um, made announcements about like Ironheart and American Chavez yet. I don't believe. Uh, I think the the the, the reading the room, everybody kind of feels that's the way we're going. And I think we'd okay. all be surprised. Can I, can I be the the unfun uncle okay. here mm-hmm. who's super nervous? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons you were able to get such a focused, concerted voice for let's just use Tony Stark is you had sixty years that you were able to parse through and see what worked and what didn't. What makes me nervous is because while you that let's call it the test kitchen phase of that character, where it was it's not a test kitchen, it was existing combo, successful combos. But translating it, you would had different voices come out from different angles and you were able to kind of slowly mold this thing. I'm still nervous about it with Miles, to be perfectly honest. Because for years the only person who wrote him was Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And, and, and I think the Miles experience has made me a bit more less hesitant about this than I used to be. 
because I'm always nervous about the initial voice getting lost as it translates. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so that's always been my concern with these new characters. I am an, I'm a legacy dickhead. Like, if you want to say, Key Palm's a Silver Age Marvel fan. Congratulations. Yes. But I think it's, and, and maybe this is me wanting to keep the training rules on the MCU maybe longer, because it's easier for me to say, I know that story works. Mm-hmm. Let's translate it. Then to say, I'm pretty sure this character works. Let's find a story. And, I, and you know what? As I'm saying it out loud, it's not my money. Give it a shot. Yeah. And, but and, I think I'm not crazy in thinking this, am I? No, but I also think that the, so far, like, they, the comics have been moving in that direction anyway to kind of give some, some life to these characters to kind of coexist with their legacy characters. Um, I also think that. Um, and this is why I say it's like I, I like to point out that they haven't officially announced this stuff, and I think the fact that they haven't announced this stuff yet is the is, is what gives me what gives me confidence because they themselves I think are aware that you have to be very careful with this, just like what they did with Black Panther, right? They didn't rush out. People were calling for Black Panther, They're like, "Come on, you got to do it. You guys can. Do, well, if you can do Asgard, you can do Wakanda." And people were like, "Yeah, no, it's not that simple. You got to be very careful with things because you know it's it's almost weird, but I almost say that." It's, it's almost an opposite problem that DC has. Like, and we're going to talk about this when we get to the Snyder Cut stuff. But, like, for DC, when they have characters that aren't as well-known, it's a little bit easier for them to do these kind of properties. They give, their, they give more space, and they can do, they can do money. When, when it's the big names, people are, like, rushing out, and, like, everybody has an opinion on what it should be. Everybody has an opinion on what, what Batman should be and what Superman should be and all this other stuff. Um Marvel, on the other hand, I think they're in a in a better spot where it's actually easier to do their legacy characters. But like when they do the newer ones, because the newer ones are the ones that are more inclusive and more representative <clears throat> representative of these of these unrepresented groups, there's more scrutiny on them. So the minute you get something wrong, it is amplified. Versus That's a good you point. know when you do Thor and you do the first two Thor movies that are like eh, you know, and people are just okay with them that. You know, you can keep doing a, th- you, you get to do a third. Whereas when you do, you know, you mess up Miles Morales, that first, that, that first Miles Morales uh, uh, live action, if it's not right, people aren't going to fuck with you again. You know, when you do, like, I think one of the things that they have announced already that kind of leads to this Young Avengers thing is uh, Miss Marvel. So before anybody else, we'll get our first look at Miss Marvel. And I think whatever they do with, with Miss Marvel and what they do with Kamala and also with She Hulk. I think those are going to be your first two kind of really ideas of of how this goes. And honestly, if if I want to be honest with it, even before both of those, you know what they're really going to use the test kitchen for? Um, Falcon. That Falcon, mm. that Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, sh- show is where they're going to start testing some of this stuff out. Because again, can I get away with a new Captain America trilogy with these two motherfuckers? It, yeah, and and honestly, I think that's where I think. Putting the shows on Disney Plus works, right? Because exactly, it's two, and, 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 and it's two different things that happen with that. One, it's a smaller thing. Even though I've seen the reports about how much they're spending on some of these shows, um, but again, it's, it's also it's, it's Disney. So like, they just made they made almost three billion dollars with with one movie. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. But like <laughs> they, you know, you you have you have a test kitchen where you can play around with the stuff. And if you look at the, the Disney Plus shows, they're not most of them are not safe, right? So you have you have um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where you're basically test, test, t- testing out a black Captain America. I mean, WandaVision is going to be a trippy-ass show. 
Like, let's be honest. Okay, so I'm I'm pretty convinced WandaVision's backdoor to mutants because it'd be just cute enough for Feige for for her to be the one who gives us from no more mutants to let there be mutants. Right. I mean, so I'm just saying, like, that's that show's gonna be crazy. Um, remember they have Loki is a time traveling show with you know a, a different version of Loki. So what's gonna happen with that crazy shit? And now that I'm thinking about time travel, god damn it, if Loki shows up in that fucking in fucking Asian shit, I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh my god, you asshole. I, I don't know why that just what hit me. What the, the hell? Head. I don't know why that just hit me. I was having a great morning. We had a great couple podcast. I didn't. I, and now it, it's ruined. I didn't even mean to. I didn't mean to you said it out loud. Well, you, you could have thought that. You chose to say Hey, to say that. these shows are live, man. We record them live. I just, I'm sorry. I just, it just hit me. But like, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's like, it could. And like, what the fuck are we going to do then? Um, so you got to think about it. the Disney Plus shows are already. Like crazy, and if you think about it, they they even did it before because all Disney with the Mandalorian, and you saw what they got away with the Mandalorian. So it's like, I think that you know, and they they announced that that She Hulk and Miss Marvel are all going to be Disney Plus shows, and I think there's that's on a purpose. You use that as your test kitchen, and you see, and and, and it's also smart because what who's the one of the biggest places uh, people you're, you're you're trying to attract to with Disney Plus kids, so you get kids to you know what we always say is you get them to kind of buy into some of these characters um and you leave it so there's there's enough connection to your legacy characters there now you got both kids and the older adults all kind of combining to watch these things like i think that's how they're setting it up and so like i said i'm overall i'm i'm with this email and that i think it's gonna be great uh when they finally go this route i just i, I still think it is a few years off um and when i say a few years i'm thinking like end of phase four before you get like an official like announcement of Young Avengers, and don't be surprised if it ends up being like a Disney Plus show or something like that first. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And and there's also the weird thing about what's happening with Miles, you know? Because remember, it's all still Sony. You know, mm-hmm. Spider Man's not officially back. So what can what? How much can Marvel Studios really do with Miles Morales? Uh, now we do know, and I think this is something. I think we covered it in one of the mailbags, or maybe you know, recently. But you know, all that deal is is taken care of is, is water on the bridge, and obviously, Spider Man's back um, for that third movie with Marvel Studios. Um, and apparently, there's also rumors that they're they're working on another project, uh, uh, another Spider Man related project, Marvel Studios and Sony. So it seems like they've kind of fixed that relationship. So who knows? Maybe there will be another where they they realize it's mutually mutually beneficial. For them to kind of share Miles Morales in the, in the in this world and go from there, but you know, we'll see. So. Um, all right, uh, another email. This one's from Anthony. It's not really like an email. He just had a couple of links to a couple of things in there. Uh, one was talking about the the Jonathan Hickman uh, X Men books. Uh, he's got a the the X Men returns in September with uh, X of Swords, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I Anyone know- else? I'd look at you fucking sideways. <laughs> I'm Anyone just, else? Look, Swords, X Men, the fuck. But um, I've been reading, and even if I hadn't, John Hickman, I'm here for it. All right. Yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Yeah, I saw the cover. You know, uh, Apocalypse, and um, yeah, just come on, guys. Yeah, you know I'm in there. Um. The other one was about uh, Grant Gustin revealing that he wants to see the gold boots, and again, just see when it happens. Yeah, like I don't, hey, don't talk about we it. We do this ever. For the record, 
Grant does this shit. He knows what he wants. Yeah, yeah. But y'all write in every month like I ain't seen this shit. <laughs> Guess what, guys? <laughs> every month we say the same shit. Show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Because you know what? Grant can want the gold boots. I know he does. He's spoken on it. Grant probably wants a lot of shit. He probably wants a raise. <laughs> he probably got a pay cut because he didn't fill on the episodes this year. So I want them, yes, I, I, the hopeful nature inside me, the, 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 the man that says, looks into the gold boots and says, are you real, wants it to be real. I don't believe it. I don't think that, I don't know if it doesn't film well. I, I, I bet they've tried it at this point. If we don't have it, I question if we're going to get it. I don't know, but it, I mean, it took us, what, four seasons to get the ring and the, the, the suit in the ring? I can't be disappointed. No, they showed us it in season one because that's where Barnett is. Okay, you're right. You're right. All right. I'm trying here, man. I'm trying. I know you are. And I guess what? I appreciate it. I'm just saying it's easier for me to keep going forward if I just pretend it's not going to happen. I'd rather be surprised pleasantly. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I get you. I feel you in that one. And the last one, now we're going to cover it here. It, it's more uh, on the uh, something maybe Roe, Brandon, and I will cover uh, when we talk next our, our next movie review. And it's about uh, the Oscars being potentially delayed. Um, I think the, the the big thing of um, I think there's a real possibility that could happen because again, there's no movies, new movies no. coming out into you know, um, and so like. And then when, when theaters do open up, do people even go into theaters at this point? Um, and then it's also the bigger issue is calendar space. Like even mm. if theaters open up, you probably get real crowded. You, you can't, you can't. And, and it's not even about making the money. It's just get, getting the, your movie onto the screen. Forget even like paying, you know, people paying to see it. Is there a screen available for you to play it on? So exactly. um, I think it probably is a real possibility that the Oscars get postponed. Um, also think that maybe they need to start looking at um, digital guys. We're gonna we're gonna end our talk about uh, not digital movies. We're gonna talk about digital comics at the end of this episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, all right. So uh, let's get in some of these other emails here that are eventually gonna lead to our first big topic here. So this one's from Imani. It says, "From now on, uh, we need folks to hand you and Deepalm the iPad when news like this breaks, so we can record the reaction. I could get some Jordan level memes out of this. I know it." So DC takes three years of mixed successes to finally move past the taint of the Snyderverse, put out Shazam, Harley Quinn without any real studio support. So naturally, the only movies announced they are giving Zack Snyder another $30 million. <laughs> it's cute that you think it's only going to be $30 million. American dollars to dredge up four years of unfinished footage in this economy. Now, maybe I'm just stupid, but how often are after you guys finish something, do you need an extra $30 million and reshoots for something that you allegedly already had ready to go? And now David Ayer is popping back up on Twitter trying to draw up support for that mess of a Suicide Squad movie. At least it's not like Wonder Woman is still their biggest movie domestically or anything. I'm going to stop here. Amani, I want to thank you for something. You brought up something I had completely forgotten about. Hey, Chris. Um, you weren't on the Nerd Off this week, were you, buddy? I was not. They had to bring in the old righty to talk about the Snyder Cut in public. Was that a trap? Oh, me not being there? No, it was not. You knew that we were going to talk Snyder Cut. <laughs> I was actually, so I was actually busy, so I couldn't do it yesterday. But then when I saw, but then in the back of my mind when I said that I couldn't do it, I was back of my mind, I'm going like, huh, they're probably going to talk about the Snyder Cut today, and I bet you they're going to reach out to Deep Palm. Should I warn them? No. And so I admit that I could have warned you. 
Okay, so good. I'm, I'm, this is good. This is so I can't be mad about what I was mad about. I have a new thing to be angry about. Right, 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 right. It was it was it was it wasn't a setup, but I also didn't do anything to stop. <laughs> I don't have to save him either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know, I was having a stressful work day on Thursday, and Rod t- hit me on DM on Twitter, and I agreed without really thinking about what I was agreeing to. <laughs> And then like 4.45 rolls around Friday, I'm like, oh shit, I'm on a podcast for 15 minutes. What are you talking about? Nerd off. Oh no. <laughs> like, it was a, ho- Chris, a horror movie. Yeah. In the back Realizing of, in the back of that my I was going to talk about this in public. Because in the back of my mind, I'm going like, in back of my mind, I'm going like, Whew, well, at least I don't have to, at least I don't have to talk about the Sonic Cup, but only once to, uh, on one show today, because I'm not going to be able to do the nerd off. In the back of my mind, I'm going like, hey, maybe Rod will reach out to Deepom. Ah, he'll be fine. <laughs> And so I can admit on air, I will say this. I don't say this often. I'm sorry. I am. I, <laughs> so I, 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 I am actually sorry for that. Y'all can tell a joke because I accepted it. Right. On the other hand, dog, uh, what do we even say about legends? They're on a whole nother level uh, with the genre stuff. They're getting to play with the season. And of course there, there would be the one show to make it through the Rona and finish the season between that and dumb agents coming back. Everything is coming out Millhouse. Um, and then Imani says, PS, what happens first? New Mutants comes out or folks actually get their refund from, from ScamCon. Uh, what do you think? I'd let the fact that y'all didn't have a mailbag last month get away with the two-year anniversary, did you? Can Chris confirm or deny finishing his new house and just so they could get, can have another house to mortgage to cover the next hustle? Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I actually missed, uh, I, I'm, I'm, in April, I'm, I missed uh, the, 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 the two-year anniversary of uh, Universal FanCon. I usually... I didn't. I usually Jamie don't. decided to try to do an interview on the day of the fucking anniversary. I did see that. And I was like, oh, I miss all the fun. We put a kibosh on that shit. Yeah. yeah got- How dare you, ma'am? Um, Madam. And, um, and I, I do find it cute that New Mutants is still trying to come out. Like, what's the new deal? Yo, uh, to answer the question directly, New Mutants will come out before the refunds. Oh, yeah, she done spent that money. Y'all ain't getting that money back. Money to get back. New Mutants is some cost. Well, they, they made us release it to release it. You're never seeing that scam con on. Yeah, yeah. So the, the latest release date was April third, and then then they I thought they got him. Oh, so now it's August. So now it has a now new August, August uh, release date. Um, and at this point, I just say, just put the shit on Disney Plus. Just put it on Disney Plus. Isn't isn't the August date a streaming date? Aren't they going Disney Plus? I don't. I thought no. I don't think it was. Hold on. The New Mutants 2020 film. I have to have a question mark next to it. Mm. No. Huh. Yeah, I think they're still putting in, trying to put it in the theaters. Um, you dumb bastards. Yeah, I'm just uh, Okay, guys. Okay. That's that's a I find again adorable. Adorable. Um all right. Uh here goes another email. Peter, let's just uh, just title WB can't get right. Wonder what they're talking about. Peter says, Howdy, Chris and Deepalm. To wonder something wild. Patty Jenkins had to fight with WB to keep the no man land scene. And Wonder Woman, that pivotal, super dope scene that's like an establishing moment of awesome. Oh, and my favorite indictment of WB's marketing being uh, being more ass than the tip, uh, tip drill video was that it seemed like a lot of folks didn't actually know when the movie was coming out in the first place. Uh, let me just stop you there. Also, just say <clears throat> the, the no, Man Land, no Man's Land scene in Wonder, uh, in Wonder Woman is not only the, the pivotal scene, 
it is at this point probably the only scene that people remember from that movie. Thank you. Okay. It's the only thing people remember. Hey, Chris, what were those um, leap off the screen supporting characters? How about that tight, witty dialogue? Oh, how about the climactic ending? Right. So I, I'm allowed to be honest. It's been like three years now. Yeah, yeah we can we can do this. Like it's like I, I I've seen before people listing out um the best movies and they still have one room at the top that that DC's done. I'm like. In the DC no, it's one of the best DC's done, yeah. But if you go like outside superhero movies, oh no, and I it, and I say it's not. It's it's it goes Shazam, Birds of Prey, and then Wonder Woman. I can maybe let you tie one of those. I was betrayed by Justice League, and and you say what now? I've seen neither of those because I was betrayed by Justice League. Oh, <laughs> I do. My, uh, I, no, I, actually, I on, on the nerd off. My boycott continues. I'm aware well, they've had good movies. My boycott. Continues. Well, I'd actually say this at this point. I actually don't want you to see Sazam and Bird of Prey anymore. And and this is something from somebody who has at this point really been pushing you to see both of the movies. I don't want you to see them now because I think you would just get more upset. Because at this they're point, clearly trending the other direction. Because I, and I think. Let's, let's, oh, let me just finish this email. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If I had to deal with this in the nerd off, I'm setting you up. Because Rod, of course, is trying to play his middle road. You know, shit, it's for free. I'm going to watch it if I have HBO Max. And I was like, sir. He's like, wait a second. You have access to these movies for free in your home, and you voluntarily do not watch them to prove a point. I said, yes. I mean, it, it, it's still costing you time. It, it costs you my sanity. It costs you time. Like, it, it is, and that is in short supply these days. They're, they're talking at least maybe four hours for this Snyder cut. Like, that's four. I wish the motherfucker would. That's you a, would have to clockwork orange me to watch this. <laughs> that's a part time job. That's a half a day. Of a <laughs> Do I get a check at the end? <laughs> right. Right. Am I getting a check for that? Is he paying me for that? If the answer is no, I'm not paying. I'm not sitting through four hours. Of Zack Snyder getting the characters wrong. I don't give a shit. It, I'm sorry. The the entertainment benefit that people think comes out of live tweeting that stuff for me just does not exist anymore. So I, I can't do that. Anyway, let's finish, finish, finish the email. Um, <clears throat> conversely, everything Zack Snyder has done for his Magnus Opus, a uh, sucker punch to his God damn it, to his right wing apologia, uh, um, uh, Watchmen, to literally burning all the good work folks had for Superman and Batman has been proudly intentional uh, and he keeps falling upward, failing upward. Like if he, he's like if Elaine Kiffin made movies. And what's I appreciate that reference. And anyone who likes SEC football will too. Thank you. Yes. And what's especially galling is that I remember being excited for Batman vs. Superman that I saw it opening night and thought, wow, they're going to put the animated show I grew up loving onto the big screen. Why is WB so invested in Zack Snyder? Is WB just uh, 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 wedded to being contrarian to Marvel at such a high degree that they've yielded, uh, yielded uh, basic competence out the win- uh, window and have decided to triple down into appeasing a loud minority of people for not much money? Does LLC boss up, take dinner with Jay-Z instead of money, Twitter, run WB? I'll get into that. We'll, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. I, I think that I think that the current pandemic also is playing a lot into that. And there's some reports out about the launch of HBO Max and some people being confused about that. And it's not, it's got like a C, like people are not like that impressed with it right at this point. Honestly, I think it comes down to, they need to, they need content. They need easily available content with production shut down at this point. They need something that relatively easy to put out and get people excited to see. And they're making the choice. Now, do I think that's a smart choice? No. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. 
That's a decision made of desperation. Because if yes. you're going to do this, have it be part of a plan and have it be part of your rollout. To say, hey, we're going to do this new service and we'll have this announcement for a thing that's coming in a year. Eat shit. Yeah. Will HBO Go be around in a year? Or HBO Mac, whatever it's called. Let's find out. They're gambling on Zack Snyder to save them. And that has not worked for, checks the records, anyone fucking ever. Well, the other thing, too, is if you're betting on one thing, that's never a good thing. I mean, unless you're C- CBS All Access and Star Trek, yeah, that clearly worked for them. Y'all really love that show, man. Hey, hey, listen, it it worked, and and Picard I'm not worked too. Trek people, that's where I draw my nerd line. Hey, I'm just saying, hey, like, like it. I, I'll call out. I thought CBS is making some bad mistakes too, but they these has something else there. Um, also, isn't uh, Just League uh, Dark uh, uh, Just League Dark Apocalypse uh, War everything Snyder wanted to put in the movie in the first place? Have y'all seen that yet? Child, oh my god. Have you seen it? I haven't. I read the synopsis. Nigga. Some of y'all need Jesus. Because <laughs> if y'all think that entertaining, <laughs> you've missed the point. I, I've, heard, I've heard mixed reviews. DC comic book characters. You've missed the point. And it feels like they've missed the point. And Zach just missed the point. And the point isn't how the point isn't how relatable are the are these DC characters or how human are they? They aren't supposed to be. They are supposed to be aspirational. Excuse me, inspirational, not aspirational. Aspirational is I can be a good as person as Peter Parker. Inspirational is wow, Superman means something. Aspirational. I can be as clever as Reed Richards inspirational i can take trauma and make it my guiding torch towards justice and hard work like batman they aren't the same thing and this need to dirty up or ground that's the dumbest one ground the flying man you asshole ground these characters to give them quote unquote to make it have impact guess what all-Star Superman has impact. I, Chris, I advise you to read the synopsis at some point. I refuse to read, watch that film, but I, read the synopsis, and you can give me your honest opinion, either on or off air. I don't care, man. I just need you to know that I read it, and I left disgusted. Yeah. So I'll take it out. I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of fell back uh, from... DC's animated movies after they did that horrible shit with um, the Killing Joke, and I just haven't yep. seen it since. So, um, anyway, uh, they approve them when they make movies outside of the Snyder Murderverse vision. They can make dope, uh, dope movies. The trailers had me thinking Sazam was going to be corny as shit, and then I saw it and I thought it was a really good movie. Harley Quinn and them niggas was so much fun, and now I'm worried they ain't going back t- uh, to fun products that for the foreseeable future instead of pouring money into Zack Snyder. On a different note, after y'all talked about. The Uber series, I was wondering, have you guys ever heard of the Manhattan Project co- comic series? It's about an alternate uh, universe where the Manhattan Project ventured into more sci-fi stuff beyond, uh, beyond the Autumn Bond. It's written by some guy named Jonathan Hickman. I have heard about this. Did you read this? How about y'all leave me alone, leave my free time alone? How about that? <laughs> how about I don't have much free time? And I, damn it, I guess I'm going to read it. I've heard, of, I've heard of it, though. I haven't gotten around <sighs> I've heard time. it's good. Yeah. I just don't have time. Right. <laughs> and that's not true anymore because I'm locked inside. <laughs> 
I'm sorry for the length of this, y'all. Uh, y'all, y'all are the bestest, and I absolutely say that listening to y'all has made me more appreciative of comics as well as I mean, improve my language and talking about things I enjoy rather than roasting shit I hate. Oh, thanks, Peter. Um, there you go. All right, last email from Paul uh, from the UK. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Sorry if I'm late in sending this in. You're good because we did not record this on Wednesday. We recorded on Sunday. So they finally did it. They caved in and taught people the wrong lesson. Bully us so much, it will give you what you want. The Snyder Cut is probably the quickest remake of a movie that we've ever seen. It's sad, though, because honestly, in my opinion, these characters deserve what is basically their Infinity War Endgame to be more than just a straight stream, a straight, straight to streaming TV series, which, again, we'll get into that as well, whether it's going to be a movie or it's going to be six episodes of a TV series. <sighs> But whatever makes these people happy, I guess. It goes to show that WB haven't learned uh, anything if they're still willing to go back to this. I can't imagine it being good because Snyder has basically described what it is, and it sounds like a mess, as John, uh, uh, as messy as John uh, Josh Whedon's mentions. Sorry for the rant. I had to let it out. I was wondering, though, if you guys have ever thought about doing a how would I make it sort of series, like how would I make Batman, the Batman, or something like that. Putting your ideas for how someone would handle these characters in a movie. We've done that before with some of the earlier mailbags. You can go find them. Uh, we talked about that. I've also I've also stumbled across like old fan fiction that I'm currently re- start restarting now because I'm bored at home. So maybe. <laughs> um, also, not sure. There's a second email about this, but not sure if you caught this. But Grant Gustin has mentioned that he wants yellow boots, so it looks like it's possible full comic. Okay. Coming. I've been reading Mark Wade. Dog run, don't like it. Run, <laughs> Mark Wade's run with Wally West, and honestly, being interested in, in seeing if whatever Grant decides to move on off. They does some of the stories like the return of Barry Allen or Terminal Velocity and tackling Wally becoming the Flash. Also, want to thank, thank you for all the content during the crazy unprecedented times. Uh, I've been, uh, I've even been revisiting some of the older character corners and premium content on my break, breaks at work. It's a good distraction from the craziness, craziness, especially when I got crazy customers to deal with. They're acting as if the, uh, they're acting out. That's all I can say. Definitely appreciated, Paul from Scotland. Um, yeah, thank you, and I'm I'm glad you're going back and listening to the character corners. Um, we just put out one for the Incredible Hulk. Um, <clears> we have to decide what we're going to do for, for June. Uh, there has been some talk about maybe coming back and uh, revisiting uh, Secret Wars at this time because it might be that time to have that serious Nick Spencer conversation again with some people that weren't ready to have it back then. But it's funny how real life becomes, you know, it starts imitating fiction and you start going like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe dude wasn't so far off. That Spencer guy was on to something. Yeah, was on to something there. So, all right. Those are all the emails. Again, if you want to email us, email us at mailbag at mtrnetwork.net. Uh, we will usually record these on the last Wednesday of the month. Sometimes we'll stretch to pass then, but usually it's the last Wednesday of the month. So try to get them in before uh, 6 p.m. on the last Wednesday of a month. Uh, next one will be uh, next June. So, all right, let's jump Which into is this. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Halfway through the year, and it feels like 20 years. Yeah. All right, so let's jump right into this and, and, and jump right with something we talked about, the, uh, the elephant in the room. Um, so it comes out that um, WB had decided on HBO Max that they will release the Snyder Cut. So the first, the way this, this came out, right? So, and this already kind of shows you, goes to what I'm, I, I, I think, goes to all my problems with a lot of what WB does with, with DC properties in general is, they say something and they don't give you, they don't give all the details and they let speculation run wild and people go all over the place and then you're stuck trying to find out information. So the fir- only thing, information we got because they let Zack Snyder, they let Snyder, Zack Snyder off the, the, the leash and they allowed him to put out on Twitter that the Snyder cut will be released uh, on, um, 
on HBO Max in 2021. And actually, I think uh, uh, HBO Max also did it themselves. They're going to release the Snyder Cut. Now, here's a couple things about this. One, this is after months of them saying that there was no Snyder Cut themselves. I want to get that. It wasn't just me and Deepom saying there was no Snyder Cut. Nope. This was HBO in, in, well, not in HBO. This is WB themselves saying there is no Snyder Cut and that they've moved beyond the Snyderverse, right? They've moved beyond this because they have. You know, even when you look at something like, we, we don't mention when we think about it, but like even Aquaman tried to move beyond what was in uh, Batman vs. Superman and uh, Justice, Justice League. You know, clearly they did the same thing with uh, 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 Birds of Prey and with Sazam. You know, it's just like they're doing the same thing with Wonder Woman. Stuff. Like, all these things seem to be moving beyond. Because, again, remember, Wonder Woman takes place in the 80s. So it doesn't have to touch anything with the Snyderverse. And he's not a producer on that stuff, I don't believe. So they were clearly moving away from this stuff. And now out of nowhere, they decide they're, they're, they, we've been working with him. We're going to release the Snyder's Justice League cut. Now, there's a couple things in here I want to get into. This. And the first thing I want to do here is... I wanna, and I want to tread lightly on this because I'm not trying to be insensitive here. However, it is a very, it's a tragedy what happened to Zack Snyder's daughter. However, I am tired of people using that as an excuse for why he should be allowed to continue to fail upward with something like this. And I say that because while I, you know, I, I feel for that, Zack Snyder's also not living in a bubble where he does not see the, the, the abuses that came out of the people running the Snyder Cut stuff. And there was no mention of that kind of stuff. Like, there's a, there is a very good overlap between Snyder Cut people, Gamergate, and Commiscate. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Zack Snyder never spoke out over that. So he stoked it. He knew. Yeah, he stoked it. He and he absolutely stoked it because he'd been stoking it over the last few years by releasing these little snippets and releasing all this stuff, going going on to his own little I can't remember what the name of the, the social media platform he's been on, stuff like that. There's there's rife of hero. Yeah, rife with these kind of toxic individuals. And I'm not saying that Zach himself is, you know, some kind of white supremacist asshole. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that he's an accomplice in a lot of how some of the stuff went down and how the doxing and all this other stuff that happened, watching, not saying, like, Zack Snyder never really spoke out and supported the other show. He never really supported, like, Suzanne and all this. No, he never really did that. But he just kind of promoted his own thing here. So I have some problems when people try to sit there and use his, the death of his daughter as some kind of blanket shield where he's exempt from any kind of criticism. So stop that bullshit, all right? I'm, you know. Daughter's dead. That is, a, that is, a, yeah, that is a sad thing. That, but it became a shield. And it became an opportunity for people to use that as an excuse to shield him and, 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 and not have him take any fucking responsibility for what he did. And let's talk about responsibility for what he did. He championed a singular vision that apparently he convinced one or two people at WB enough of that they gave him this carte blanche to do what he wanted. Backing, backing, by backing, by backing harassment. Let's be honest here. By backing harassment. I'm I'm talking about the front. This is front end stuff. Okay. Okay. I'll get to the back end. They gave him after his, we've covered the track. I'm not, I'm going to do everything I can to remain calm during this. 
They gave Zack Snyder the keys to the universe. After underwhelming directorial turns, Sucker Punch and Watchmen and one success, bonafide success, 300. He took the most beloved character who had been proven to be difficult to film in recent years in Superman. He made Man of Steel. The largest defense of Man of Steel is that it allows a place for the character to grow. It's a view I don't share, but that's the most generous viewing of it. It's interesting because it allows Superman to become Superman. But just like everything else that we're going to talk about in the next few minutes, this promise, this idea would not be fulfilled and it's everyone's fault but Zack's. Batman versus Superman happens. Chris, did, did someone else film or edit and release the last half of this movie? Yeah. So, so that's another thing, too, that I, I wanted to bring up. Because there's a lot of misinformation. I'm seeing this in our group as well, and I want to clear some things up. A lot of the misinformation has come from Zach himself. So, yes. And I, and I get it because people don't understand how movie, magic work, movie making works. And so there's this idea that somehow the Snyder cut of, of, of Zach, the, the, the original, what they are, because again, we got to talk about, there, there's the, the Snyder cut that people think existed and then what actually exists. And we'll get to, the, the Snyder cut that people actually think exists is this whole brand new movie that when, when Joss Whedon came in, which by the way, I would like to add in, Snyder brought uh, Joss Whedon in. He chose him. He chose him. So Snyder handpicked Josh Whedon to come in to help with rewriting some scenes. This is before Zack Snyder left production when his daughter died, right? So um, Josh Whedon came in, and everybody on that production who's not, like, got their hand up Snyder's butt is basically saying that the end product of Justice League uses about 80 to 85% of what Zack Snyder shot. People are making it seem like they, that Josh Whedon came in and reshot the entire fucking movie. That's not how that's going to work. You're not going to reshoot an entire movie in two months the size of Justice League. No, there were some delays, and the reason why it took longer is because at the same time of the shoot, the, the reshoots, um, Henry Cavill was on uh, the Mission Impossible set, and so that's why it took longer. So about eighty. So so Zack Snyder. But what happened was Zack Snyder tried to start convincing people, and this is where the first. This is where the lies start coming from Zack Snyder's side. Yes. Zack Snyder starts telling people that only about a fourth of what he shot was used. Now now here's where it's not really a lie, right? Here's the thing: what happens with directors? You overshoot your scenes. It's like photographer. Like if you ask Brandon, I'm going to amuse myself. Let's use Brandon. Everybody knows Brandon takes shots. If you ask Brandon to do a calculation on how many Pictures he actually puts up on Instagram or puts up on his portfolio versus how many shot when he goes to something like San Diego Comic-Con, he'll probably come and tell you it's about a fourth. Because, like, you overshoot. You know, you, you, you overshoot what you Chris, have. Chris, 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 you're not talking about an tour like Zack Snyder who only shoots what he needs. Right. So, he doesn't waste film. It's a digital era, baby. So, so he's right. Maybe only a fourth of his material was used, but it's like you... Like they were saying, it's like yeah, the other we couldn't do anything with it, and it also wasn't coherent. 
Like, and, and we know this because we've heard for the last few years Zack Snyder talk about the things he was going to put in the movie that don't make any fucking sense. Go and listen to what Zack Snyder himself has said is in this is in his Snyder cut, and none of it fucking makes sense. There's Wait, two where? dark sides. Um, the Flash time travels. It's it's too much. And this is before we get to the the biggest lie of all. Before you before you before you get there, I just want to say so so there's two dark sides. Uh, the the flash time travels. Um, we have all the other characters that are existing in here, right? Martian Manhunter. Here's, I just want to remind people at this time, right? Because this is the first Justice League movie. Uh, the Justice League hasn't even been formed. Like they're not even together. Like the first time I was actually seeing the Flash run and do something other than like a quick cameo and like they had in like Suicide Squad was going to be this movie. So you tell me how you were going to do all of that in a fucking movie in one movie and keep it on three hours long. You weren't. There's no way to do that and make it good. There's no way to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Infinity War was what, Infinity War come out to three hours or was it just, uh, I mean uh, Endgame come out to three hours? Or was it just think, under- yeah, right around there. Um, Here's the thing. Endgame's also the uh, culmination of 10 years. So you can do a three-hour movie that way. You can't do a three-hour movie when you're just forming the team and you're getting started. But whatever, I'm sorry. So, 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 that's, what Zach, so that's, that's the first thing with this, right? That, that, that Zack Snyder already started poisoning the well by telling people that, oh, his real vision wasn't realized. And then they, they allowed them to push everything on to Josh Whedon. And listen, Josh Whedon has his, has his problems. There's some issues with Josh Whedon, clearly, right? But, they will, but, we've let Josh Whedon slide on a lot, by the way, right, as yeah. a nation. We have, we have. But this was an opportunity where I felt like a lot of people put on the Josh Whedon things that they could have put, that they didn't put get on him from before, stuff before. They now threw it onto him and they made it Josh Whedon's fault because, let's be honest here, he was given an unworkable copy of a fucking movie when, Josh, when, when, when Zach Snyder left. All right, so you have eighteen hours worth of of unuse, of footage that needs to be then put into a usable movie, and this is what happens. And you know this is a problem because hey, we've seen this happen before with Zack Snyder when he did BVS and they had to put an ultimate cut of the BVS movie out. Did that make BVS any better? No, it didn't. This is what you're hey, dealing with. I've got this uh, this dinner I made you. It's not very good. Would you like the pieces I you put in the trash? <laughs> it might be better, but it will definitely be more. It'll be more of it. <laughs> you know that sauce? You may have hated the meal, but I've got more of the meal in the back. You know, you know that green sauce you don't like? I, I, I actually put it on everything now. <laughs> <laughs> I slather it on everything now. It just, it, it, trust me. No, no, trust, trust me. You'll like it. Um, and then, like, like we said, so that's the first thing. And then we get... To the biggest lie was, was Deep Bomb. I interrupted Deep Bomb. What was going to tell? What is the biggest lie about the Snyder Cut, though, Deep Bomb? The Snyder Cut is done. The Snyder Cut exists. The Snyder Cut is finished. $40 million fucking dollars, Chris? <laughs> okay, so look, I'm going to fail enough. To where you lose money on a Justice League movie. And as a reward, you're going to give me $40 million more million to lose more money on the same Justice League movie. 
Scammer season, what's good? <laughs> hey, listen. I mean, this, this is the one moment I'll say, you'll never hear me say this again, so isolate the, 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 isolate the, the audio when you hear it. I respect Zach Snyder for this. I don't respect him, but I, I can't I, knock the hustle either. Like, I, if they gonna give you the money, you be a fool enough to take it, I, right? I'll be like, I, motherfucker, if, if they dumb enough to give me, because that, that's the biggest no. lie. Because that's, that's the, the American the, dream is to be overpaid. Because that's the biggest, and, and, and where, where I don't respect it is the fact that, again, think about when you look at, so it, it becomes a respect the hustle thing when you look at it in, in, a, in, a, in a vacuum. When you look at the bigger picture, what, what, what WB has done with some of their female directors and, and things like this, it's a fucking slap in the face. Oh, you know? for sure, for sure. Like, oh, yeah. like, I'm just speaking in a vacuum. Oh, no, 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 I'm no, no, Zack no. Snyder's money, man, I'm dapping up like, I can't believe they said Oh, this. no, no, I, I'm, and I'm with you on that one. But it, 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 like, it, so it goes from this, man, respect the hustle, and then you start thinking about it larger, you're like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Who decided yes on this? Like, like remember, remember, we had to, Patty Jenkins had to beg to get the money she needed for Wonder Woman. She had to beg to get the money she needed for Wonder Woman and to get paid. <laughs> you know, well, she should to get to renegotiate her deal to do, to do Wonder Woman 2 to do 1984. So it's like, at, at what point, you know, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, um, Margot Robbie is the one that did, did the biggest pushes for, for Birds of Prey. It's like all these other people are over here scrap, fighting for scraps. And here you are giving Zack Snyder another 40 fucking million dollars to finish a cut of a film that he's swarping down for the last three years. He's been whining and getting actors and getting all these people to say, but no, it's done. It's finished. And it turns out that's a fucking lie. And it's, and it's I'm sorry. It's not even a lie because honestly, it's the same thing we've been telling people for the longest time. It's not that it's done. He has a bunch of unfinished footage. And what he's done, and a with, lot of a lot of very midweed, and a lot of people tell him that his ideas, right? Are and so what? This is what happened, right? So Zack Snyder, you know, he had before he before he left the production, he had brought in uh, Josh Whedon to help write, and and because you got to wonder yourself, you got to why was Josh Whedon brought in to help rewrite some of the script? And you find out that oh, well, it's because um, uh, 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 Zack Snyder had all this extra fucking footage and he couldn't, with, with, with him and then Chris Terrio, I think, is a, the, was the writer, they couldn't finish writing everything for the script for him and they needed to rewrite some of the film to fit the new footage that, that Zack Snyder had because it didn't make any fucking sense. So now Zack is gone and so now they're stuck going like, well, what the fuck? Like, have you ever tried to go back um, so I'm a coder. Uh, I'm, I'm a software developer and there's a lot of time we have to go in, and one of my specialties is going in and actually um, uh, fixing or reading or enhancing other people's code. So somebody's written a bunch of lines of code, and I have to go in and figure out how it works, uh, try to get it to work if it's broken, and adjust it to what I need to get done, right? Let me tell you something. While I'm, I'm good at it, it is, a, it is a complete fucking mess. Trying to figure out what somebody else's intentions were, particularly if they don't comment it out or, or leave you comments, right? Or leave you a... a, 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 a that's what happened with Zack Snyder. So you were giving Josh Whedon to take over and you have all this unedited footage and people are going like, wait, so the, the general is supposed to be Martian Manhunter? Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Oh, wait, and that was, wait, so we're, the, the Flash is going to time travel, but he doesn't know how to use it. When are we going to time? There's two dark sides? The fuck am I supposed to do with this shit? Like, that's what you got. That's what you got. And so what's happened in the last two years is not that Zack Snyder has, quote unquote, finished the Snyder cut because it's a, an actual finished movie. No, he went back through all the extra footage he had and started going back and rewriting 
in finishing that kind of idea of the, what the script is. But here's the thing. We've seen what he's been talking about on Twitter and all these other places. It still sounds like trash. It still sounds like trash. It still sounds like big fucking trash. So, so there's something you mentioned when you were talking about who should get some sort of, you know, you know, you say what you will about what happened, Zach. You're right. It should have been a plan. You shouldn't be rewriting things to fit what you filmed. You mentioned a name. Chris Terrio. Have you ever Googled Chris Terrio? No, I've seen some of this stuff. Yeah, he's... You, you know what he wrote, right? Yeah. He wrote Argo. Mm-hmm. He won the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay in 2012. His next script that was released won the Golden Raspberry at the Razzies for Worst Screenplay, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. He also wrote Justice League. He also wrote Zack Snyder's Justice League, which apparently is still being written. And he also wrote The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My new question is, who wrote Argo? <laughs> you feel me? Ben Affleck. He's already got one for uh, Good Will Hunting. <laughs> oh, shit. We just cracked this. Oh, what the Affleck? That's Affleck's script. <laughs> oh, Argo's Affleck. Chris Terrio got four more jobs off of Affleck's script. Yes, four high-paying jobs. Damn. Well, here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing too. I and maybe this is this might be um, shocking to some people. Um, ben Affleck's actually a pretty good fucking director. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, so. Uh, so when Ben Affleck was brought in to be Batman, I was excited because they're like, he's also going to direct Batman. I was like, oh, then shit, yeah. So, and that was that was I I brought that up too. It's like you know, like Affleck's whole thing with Batman was that with, with being Batman was that he was going to write the movie. I, and if I, if I remember correctly, he was going to write. And, we were also talking about at one point, and we we were wondering if maybe he would also direct Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they gave that to Zack Snyder. But we were like, well, he'll clearly do Batman. And remember, they went from him uh, starring as Batman, directing Batman, starring as Batman, writing Batman, and then he's all none of those anymore. And so, yeah, so when they were like, oh, the cast is coming back for, for Justice League, I'm like, I don't know if Ben Affleck's coming back for that shit. I think he's fucking moved on. Um, yeah. But like, and I know there's also a report that uh, Henry Cavill is back. Uh, but then again, these things come out and people get really excited about him. But then you read between the lines, Cavill is back, but he's like, only, not for doing like a Man of Steel two, but like for appearances in movies if need be. And people were like took, looking at his Instagram was like he's working out, he's getting back in the gym for Justice League. I'm like for the, for the Sutter, I'm like no, you assholes. He got to shoot season two of the fucking Witcher. That's what he's getting back in. Also, shape he's for. playing a lot of uh, was it was, was he's, I didn't know he was a nerd. Yeah, that's also too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had no idea he was a nerd. Yeah, he's he, he's a, he's a nerd. So, um, but yeah, it's like. I don't know, man. This is just one of those things. Like, and, and so we get all the stuff coming in. Um, and my thing is, and it's always been it's always been this question for me with WB, and it's the at what cost? <clears throat> at what cost are you doing all of this stuff? You know, um, you went as far as and 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 I I think we we brought this up when we were we were doing Crisis on Infinite Earth and we saw that fucking crossover where they brought in fucking Ezra Miller and I think all of our hearts sank and go oh my god they're not going to they're not going to learn the wrong lesson here are they they're not going to try to have it all 
And it feels more and more like... And even I thought that there's some way that they can do multiple universes with the movies, universe, and stuff like that. But, like, you've got to do it smart, and I don't feel like they're doing you've it smart. Be, you've got to be responsible and show a little strength. And, I, and, they... and, and I, well, I think what's happening is this, is this is WB saying, somebody in WB's office is going, well, with the multiverse, we can make everybody happy, right? We can, we can leave, we can have the new shows, like, and, and the new movies like Sazam and, 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 um, and Wonder Woman and, and Birds of Prey and all this stuff. The, but then we can also get people that want the Snyder stuff. This and we have between HBO Max and and so we can we can we can give them all and we have the multiverse and it won't be confusing anymore and so we have something for everybody and I'm like one <clears throat> somebody should really at, at WB should really go and talk to somebody at at DC and find out how that works because that's one of our biggest problems we've always had with DC is they try to do that they don't pick a lane they try to make everybody happy and what ends up happening is nobody's happy and they make a fucking mess out of it. And then they have to go back and restart all over again and go from there. It's like you had, had, you had a clean break. You had a clean break. And now you're going back to this. So then I have to start asking this, like, you're going to spend 40 to $50 million on the center cut. And people are like, oh, it's not that much money. It was like, well, well, well. It's like, no, it is. It's a lot of money. Also, what does that delay? You know, me and you were talking about this when we were talking about, well, it's not out yet, but it'll be on premium, uh, probably even before the mailback is, we were talking about the, um, the last issues of uh, Tom King's Batman run. Right. And we brought up, you know, how they had used him writing new guys with, with Ava on that. And me and you asked a question, it's like, where's new guys at? She's supposed to be <laughs> directing, he's supposed to be writing. Like, what's the date on new gods? I know she's not. I know she's not working on New Gods. And and, and here's the other, well, so is that. But then, if you're going to do a New Gods movie, I would assume that it's got to tie him to Dark Side, right? So, is that going to be related to the Snyder Cut? Are we going to use elements of the Snyder Cut in Ava's New Gods? Like, how does that work? What are you doing? What is the plan? What is the way forward? And it feels like WB is back to doing their old thing that doesn't work, which is. Don't tell them anything. Try to make everybody happy and try not to make waves, but then also make waves. And I think that is terrible. I've been really hard on WB in the movies. I was really down on Sazam and Birds of Prey before they came out. But I'll say, and again, I think Birds of Prey has its problems, but I think they're good movies. They're good footholds. They're good places to start. Um, I had my issues with Wonder Woman. We bring it up all the time. I'm, I was really excited to see where they went with it in this next one where you had the stench of Snyderverse completely out of the universe. They finally gotten rid of it. But then I'm reminded that this is a metaphor for the current times we live in where you have states that start seeing that, that downtick in coronavirus cases so they open the state back up and I'm like, God damn it, you guys weren't out the woods yet. You were almost yeah, this there. This is why I'm not excited for one woman too. No, no, I'm with you now. I'm like, I can no longer be excited for anything they're doing because... Like, guys, how could you try... Like, fool me... Th- 40 times? Yeah. They, they, they kept two between the fucking lanes and Shazam Burger Prey. But guess what? There were no eyeballs on those. Well, 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 but here's the other thing, too, about, about Burger Prey, and this is one thing I, I brought up. It's like, even it still ties in directly to that Ayers uh, 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 Suicide Squad. So it's hmm. like, they even, even for that one, they couldn't completely cut themselves off at the knee where they needed to. So it's like, what are you doing? You're holding on to these deadweight angers 
For what what purpose? Now you've given now you you've given them to the terrorists because again you should never negotiate with fucking terrorists and these motherfuckers were terrorists. You've given them to the terrorists. Now they're all now are they happy with that? No. Now they've moved on to the air uh, suicide squad cut. Now what are you gonna do? With, and 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 now you got a director in David Ayers who I actually like. I think he's a better director, way better director than than Zack Snyder. But now even he's feeding into that bullshit because it's like well fuck it. If Zack can do it, why can't I fucking do it? So now you're stuck with, and, and that's even that's even a more of a disaster because here's the thing: if you put out an Ayers Snyder, uh, an Ayers cut of his Suicide Squad movie, and you cut that. Um, what do you do with James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie? What I believe is finished production at this point. Is it finished? I, I don't know if it started or it's finished. I, I gotta I gotta look it up. I I, I know they started something with it. Hold on. Uh, it comes out next year. Oh wow! Comes out twenty twenty one. Let me see. Uh, no, so I think they're not finished yet. No, they did. Filming wrapped on the twenty eighth of February. Holy shit! Yeah, the film is in. He's uh, yeah. Uh, Gun has confirmed he's 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 editing uh, the film at home. Uh, and that the, the pandemic has not affected the film's post-production and release date at the time. So it's still scheduled for, I believe, uh, August of 2021. So, what do you do then? Hmm. How do, what do we, like, what is, uh, we say this every time we talk about D- WB and DC, what is the plan? What is the plan? What is the plan? I don't know. So, there you guys have it. Um, I'm again back into the category of sure DC, sure. Like this is the like for everyone who and I, and I appreciate you guys who didn't join me in the fuck DC camp earlier, but they've shown you once again they don't care about you. Yeah, they right. rather care, cater to an openly antagonistic, misogynistic subset of their fan base that didn't make the money the first time. There weren't enough of these assholes for that movie to make money the first time. So now we're Are they going to have the adjusted budget for the entire movie just be $40 million and claim a win after that? So, oh no, Zack Snyder's Justice League only costs $40 million to make. And by the way, just so we all can agree on this, it's going to cost 80 Oh, well, no, no, that, that was the thing. Like when they said 30 at first, one of the guys is working on going like, <laughs> that's, that's a low number. They laughed it off. So you're looking at another $80 million, uh, between 40 to $80 million to make this film. Because again, it's Zack Snyder. Before, once before you, getting the promotion and everything else is going to cost to make people re-excited about a bad movie. Like, that's the thing. I, Chris, <laughs> it failed. It didn't like middle. It didn't like, oh, it wasn't a victim of the times. It wasn't a terrorist attack. No, it fucking failed. It, it went to the marketplace of ideas. The marketplace said absolutely the fuck and not and sent that shit right on home. And, and again, and they said, what if we did it again? And again, because then, if there's one thing that's harder to do than come from no recognition at all to infiltrating people's consciousness, it's a comfortable place where the world hears Justice League and thinks, man, that was a shitty movie. It's not my fault. It's Zack Snyder's fault. Well, the other thing too is you, you gave him more money. Well, the other thing too is they can they can fudge it because again, how do you how how do you how do you gauge success on this? 
Because they're going to release. You know what they should do, but they won't. Delta, the, the subscriber change for two months after it first drops. Yeah. They won't do that unless it's a huge number because they know that'll make them look bad. Yeah. And so, and again, that's so counting that, you know, we'll see, whatever. So it's just, and, and the last thing I want to say is this, like, I understand that there's some people out there who really did want to see the Snyder Cut and who didn't participate in any of the, 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 the toxic behavior that came out of that. There are that's Republicans cool. who aren't racist. That's cool. That happens too. You just look at your crew, guys. That's cool. But you know where the majority of those people were. Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, like the Republican angle here is, is, is correct in that you know what that looked like. You know who was infiltrating those groups. You know what those groups did at aiming at uh, the, 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 the female characters and female actors of other films. Some in D.C., some outside of D.C. You know what those groups look like. You know the anti-SJW crowds and the stuff like that. You know what was there. It's cool. If you just want to care about the film, you just want to look at that and that's, you, you, you're blind to all the other stuff, that's cool. That's cool. That's no different than, than anybody else who surrounds themselves with a bad call, with people, bad actors, and a cause, and are completely blind to it. You know exactly what we're talking about here. You do. And I'm not going to entertain people who think otherwise. There's no fucking way you didn't see and didn't know this happened. I'm just, we'll leave it there. Um, more WB news. Um, oh, so, uh, like maybe like a month after they announced that there's going to be a, that CW is planning a Superman. We were wondering what the crossover is going to be for 2021. Cause all the CW shows are coming back in 2021. So there's no, no, none of them are coming back this fall, which gives us a little bit of a break for super Tuesday. Um, they're all coming back next year, um, but they're playing a, a Superwoman and a Superman and Batwoman crossover. I would have thought that would have been Superwoman and Batwoman because you know Ruby Rose and uh, Melissa had uh, really good chemistry. Um, but then, like a month after that, uh, when we get the news that um, Ruby Rose is gone from Batwoman, um, Ruby Rose, who played uh, uh, Kate Kane and was a star of the Batwoman, uh, is leaving after one season. Um, the series has been renewed for a second season, but she's not uh, entertaining the option to, to, I think she had a one-year contract with an option to pick up more years to entertain that. Um, there's not a lot of news completely out about why this decision was made. There's, I've seen a lot of, I've seen anything concrete. I've seen things back and forth. I've seen rumors. Um, I do know, and I do want to point this out first, uh, she suffered a horrific accident on the set of Batwoman that almost paralyzed her. So. I'm pretty sure that also has something to do um, with her leaving there. Uh, there also, also has been some confirmed, uh, not confirmed, but there's been some rumors that she has also been difficult to work with on the set. Um, and the, the, the crews and stuff like that didn't really get along with her on that. Um, I think me and you have talked about this, that you know she was a bigger name actress that didn't really come back from the same background of this and um, that a lot of these CW people fr- come from. And it's hard shooting a and Batwoman went, went for a 22-episode season, didn't they? I think they probably ended up yeah. cutting it on to 19. Yeah, it's hard going from not doing that to then doing 22 episodes. Like, even most TV shows are not 22 episodes. That is a rigor. And, and most of them aren't filmed in Vancouver. Right. That is like, a it's, Going from zero to that is a lot. That's a lot. Um, and so I'm pretty sure there's a combination of a whole bunch of things. Like, I think I put less, less weight on the... She didn't get along with people, but, like, I don't know if I was living in Vancouver for 10 out of... Yeah, and you, you, you fucked up your back doing this job, too. I, I'm not sure I and, would... Yeah. 
And you also look at this way. So this is something I brought up on the, on the Nerd Off. You look at the leads in a lot of these shows, Grant, uh, Melissa, they grew up in theater. Mm-hmm. So like long days on set away from home, like that's, they've been kind of trained for that. Mm-hmm. Jesse L. Martin, these guys all came up in the, tra- like the theater. Like you go, you, this is your family. Mm-hmm. And for Ruby Rose, who is, she, what you do a couple guest spots on Orange is the New Black? Yeah. yeah and then movie work. Yeah. And hasn't really had to do the day in, day out of these aren't just your coworkers. You're going to have to learn to build bonds because guess what? You motherfuckers are trapped in Vancouver together. Mm-hmm. And that can be a tough transition for someone late, later in there who came to their career later in life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I applaud her for having the strength to say, I, when it's time to leave, I want out. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people could have gotten bullied and stayed. Yeah. And you don't want a show where someone doesn't want to be there. So it's better for everyone involved that part ways recast her. They've already committed to recasting an LGBTQIA uh, um, actress for the role. So, yeah, I, I think that, and let's be real, Ruby Rose was a git. Yeah. She was a, and they announced her leaving after the announcement of the new season. Well, and, and I think which I, I think was smart. Well, I think all of it was smart. I think, I mean, I think you know, well, she wouldn't have been my first pick for Batwoman. Um, but I also think that that brought in a lot of a lot of people who to watch the show that might not have watched the show before. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they renewed the season before she leaves means that people that were already committed to watching, as long as they 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 cast somebody from that community. Uh, to play the role, which I have no doubt they would. Um, I think you 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 keep that audience, and they'll still they'll still watch. Um, and I was actually thought that the show because again I'm, I watched that first episode and I was not really that thrilled with her acting on there. I heard she got way better on that. And I heard the show got she I, did she I, got I, a lot better. And I heard the show got better. And so I think you're gonna you have an audience now, and so that that'll be there. So yeah, I think I think this works out. And 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 we talked about it before. It's like. The way that the CW shows work, and we talked about this with Agent Show as well, is like those family, those those crews become family. And if you feel like you're not comfortable there, whether it's because of the injury or just the working conditions are just not, you know. Again, we've all we we sometimes don't look at actors at, like we look at our jobs. And you got to think about it; they're mm-hmm. less likely to leave their jobs like we are. Um, if you're not happy with your work environment, you're gonna want to fucking leave. And it might not be that the people are bad. It could be the fucking commute sucks. It could be that where you're where you're working at, while you like the people where you're working at, is just not you know conducive to the 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 the, the way you want to live. And so yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta do what's good for yourself. And so, um, yeah, I I think that you know in the end you know whoever they cast, I hope they they pick up. I hope she, they. Uh, uh, they get uh, a good chemistry with the rest of the cast, and the, the Arrowverse continues on. I, I do say this is this is new territory for the Arrowverse show, so we never had a lead leave like this before. So, um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. If there's one, I guess, family of shows that people could withstand it or is built for it, it's one that's got the legacy of the Arrowverse. It's one that's is if this happens year three. It's a lot more damaging. Yeah. No. Absolutely. 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 So I, I, I think that if it had to happen now, is the right time for it to happen. And good luck and God bless everyone involved. It's like I, I'm. I hope she finds her next uh, 
work or role fulfilling and, and more what she's looking for. I hope whoever they find, they bring in someone who can fit in like a, a glove and uh, see the story they've got started. Yeah. The other thing too is, uh, and again, we got to look at the bright sides in the pandemic with the show's not coming back until, until, until next year, you got time to get a person up on, on, on find a person, get them up on speed versus if this was coming out, uh, the show was still coming back in in the fall. Whew, that would have been a problem. Uh, you got a little bit of time now, so we'll see. Um, all right, let's end on um, let's end on a positive note. I'm, I'm calling this a positive. Um, and we kind of hinted at this before, but it's uh, could we be seeing the death of Diamond? Um, I I really wish you listened. I may or may not have tapped dance of Diamond's grave for 20 minutes last night. <laughs> Um, here, uh, <laughs> we're, you're starting to see some things. I got two stories here, one from DC and one from Marvel. So the first one was, this is DC coming out and saying that Diamond was responsible for the new round of delayed books from retailers. Um, DC informed retailers that a second round of uh, titles distributed by Diamond Comic Distributors will be delayed with the publisher saying that the distributor is responsible for the issues. In some cases, DC is asking retailers using other distributors, uh, to hold their releases for the later uh, release date. Um... Some of the titles included Aquaman, uh, Aquaman books, Batman, the Outsiders, uh, Martian Manhunter, Identity, the Terrifics, Wonder Woman Volume One, a Wonder Woman Tempest Toss, and Young Justice Volume Two. Um, and uh, they also started putting some some of their books out on digital. Uh, 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 so it was like Aquaman, The Flash, and Batman the are all available on DC digital platforms. Um, despite the postponed release dates for some of the printed versions. Uh, DC has made every effort to support Diamond's return to operations and, and to ensure that our products are received at their warehouse on time for their scheduled on-sale on dates, the publisher explained. Unfortunately, once DC product is received by our distributors for a specific in-store date, they are responsible for how and when they are delivered to the comic shops. If you're experiencing shipping delays, we encourage you to work with your distributor to resolve those issues. Basically, ain't our fucking problem. We did our job. Diamond can't keep up. Um, I'm gonna read the second story uh, that's kind of related to this a little bit, and then we'll talk more about Diamond. Uh, four more current Marvel titles switched to digital only. Four more current uh, Marvel co- uh, comic titles are transitioning to digital only. The ongoing series Valkyrie, Jane Foster, Scream, Curse of Carnage, along with the limited series Revenge of Cosmic Ghost Rider and 2020 Force Works. There's a second wave of titles uh, to switch to date uh, from date and date digital print uh, print to digital only. Following uh, May 6th announcement, and the May 6th announcement includes, hold on, I'm trying to find those. Um, where did I do those? Did I just lose it? I just lost my place ahead of a list of books. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Fine. But yeah, you know, I'll find them. But there's there's some other books that they moved to uh, digital only. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me see. Here we go. Somehow I opened up the link and it closed the uh, the other one. Let's see. Do, 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 do. do the original. And yeah, so there's eight more titles. So this includes um, uh, the ongoing Ghost Spider. Uh, Ant-Man, Avengers of the Wastelands, uh, Ravencroft, Star, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, The Black Cat Strikes, and Hawkeye Freefall, and 2020 Ironheart are all books. So are... all, all those books are short-run books. Right. 
None of those are, are ongoing legacy books. So what I think is happening is we're seeing, like you said, the phase out begin with the short run limited series or, you know, going to be eventually bound in collective additional collected editions uh, type books. And, and they're still going to eventually re- release them um, later on. They're just coming digital first. And then eventually they'll, like you said, bound them in if you want to. So I'm, 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 I think this could be where the, the crack is. I would be very skeptical if we ever see individual physical issues for these coming out. Yeah, I think so. Too. I think we'll get collected editions. And if this thing pushes a little bit further, you could see the advent that I've been lobbying for is more digital collected editions, which means it'd be easier to do trades. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to pay for the binding, the extra stuff, and the fluff from the beginning and the end. You just do it all digitally. The and I've had this question before. Why am I so against diamond? And I'm against diamond because I'm 35. And I'm 35. And what that means is that when I was a kid in a grocery store, there was a spin rack of comics. At Walmart, there was a wall of comics. Comics are everywhere. But when the comic boom came with the speculation market, I'm not going to get into all the whys and hows. Also swooped in Diamond and said, hey, look, wouldn't it be easier if we handled all your distribution for you, entire comic industry? And they were fast enough and good enough and logistically evolved enough that no one could compete. But that meant there was no more direct to reorders. That means people had to have their own individual relationships with Diamond to even carry comic books. So if you take out Diamond, you take out that middleman, and things get back to a semblance of normalcy where comic books can be readily available, and not just comic shops. But man, wouldn't it be nice to have a kid in a Walmart? Wouldn't it be great for a kid in line at CVS to grab a comic? And of course, it's a spinner rack, so it's not going to be the last four issues of X of Dawn of X, but it could be number three. And that kid says, what happened before this? Mm-hmm. And you go find that issue. What happened after that? And you go find that one. And now you've got a fan. Well, you no longer you, you no longer have a gatekeeper. Exactly, and and that is like people always talk about comic book sales and stuff like that. It's like, well, when you immediately put a gatekeeper and you funnel the comics to only certain places, comic shops are already not for a lot of people not accessible. Whether it's because there's not one near you, or the people inside are not you know do are, are it doesn't feel like a safe space for you. You're not going to read the comics. And so, yeah, and and if, and, I, and I get it. I still buy some every now and then, um, hard copy uh, 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 books. But like, clearly, digital is the future. And we've been talking about this mm-hmm. for the longest time. You since know, we started doing mailbags. Since we started doing mailbags, that at some point, you got to look at what all happened to all the other industries. You know, like I, I'm I'm unpacking my stuff now, and I got boxes and boxes of DVDs and, and Blu-rays, and I'm like, why do I need these anymore? Like, what am I going to do with these? You know, like my, my, my video games are all digital. My, like everything I do now is digital. So at some point you got to ask yourself, it's like, do I really, unless I want collector's edition, I want to use them as artwork. Like, you know, and I get it. Some people want to feel the the page of the book in between the fingers. Nothing wrong with that. But like for a lot of people, it's more along the volume of, I can now have massive amounts of comic books and not have to worry about storing them the music injury went through this movie injury went through this, like for, for the combo injury, not to see this. And then on top of that, the pandemic has made it so that it's like, now it's like, well, now like it's probably easier to get a digital comic out. You know, it's like when you can't 
physically have somebody shipping things out there when you can't, you know, when you have to do everything digital anyway, you have to do everything remote. You have to do your editing, you have to do your coloring, you have to do all this stuff remote anyway. You're already using digital stuff. It's like, at this point, it's like, it seems like the, it, it, it's the future if we got to be here. And now we're at that point. And it's just funny to me to see somebody, to, to, to see a distributor like Diamond feel like they're caught off guard. It's like, but you should have read the room. You should have seen this coming. And like, I think the downside of this is, and we talked about this before too, co- local comic shops, um, you're going to figure some shit out. But we've been saying this for years. Since we've been doing the mailbag, we've been saying that like, you all need to figure out how to survive the next thing. Like what happens when, you know, people start getting the comics from other ways, whether it's, um, digital or the comic rack in, 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 in Walmart or, you know, like you surviving against some of the bigger outlets that, that so, so send out, you know, like Midtown, like I will, if I need to get a physical copy, I usually just buy from New York and buy from Midtown. Right. 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 You know, like, how do you survive? Like if you're a small mom and pop, you know, brick and mortar, like how do you survive that? But it's like, we've been saying this for years. And I, while I have sympathy for the non-assholes who have those shops, this is one. Of the, this is this is part of that thing of you can't put your fingers in the air and pretend like. And and, and for a while there, they, what they were doing was they were yelling at um, Marvel and DC and saying it's oh it's your books, they're not selling. It's it's the it's the characters. Is this is that? It's like no, it's it's the method. Like they like these characters will survive, will move on, but it's like how do you how do you like how do you survive in this business in a how do you survive in a, in an analog world when the world is digital? Right. You know, you're like the world's moving digital, like how are you guys gonna survive that move? And there's probably What's the plan? with it and you need a plan. But a lot of times for the last mm-hmm. few years it hasn't been a plan. It's been this whole idea of diamonds right, and people were using for the longest time we're still using diamonds the 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 diamond models and 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 the, and the sales points off of that to to not look at the real issue here and there's it's, be- it's one of the people still saying the diamond model is why i think marvel's been so it's been interesting so the marvel models changed in the last five years if you can buy pages in the publishing model they're no longer just saying oh here's a book let's see how long it runs Things like Ironheart run for 15 issues, and then you take even off it, you take the book, and you put it in mothballs, and then Ironheart pops up three months later as the centerpiece of a bigger event. Yeah. And so what Marvel's doing is they would not be doing this based on the diamond numbers that we know are public, mm-hmm. which means they have different rubrics of tracking and as far as the stickiness of characters and as far as the potential for growth. But they're also, yes, we can all say they've got numbers that project what's going to happen. They're seeing something that's happening right now. That is different. Mm-hmm. That's not being measured by Diamond or not being shared. It reminds me of, um, do you remember when like the analytics really hit basketball? Like when the, I think it's like the 0809 uh, Mavericks team, mm-hmm. they really started digging those numbers. And then as it became more popularized, like you'd be like, oh yeah, we've been counting. Um, we've been, we've been keeping stats on assist plus ones for two years. Like what's that? It's the pass that leads to the assist. You're like, wait, that's an, that's an analytic number we don't look at. We don't know what they're in because there aren't 32 combo companies that are big enough to be followed by major media. There aren't enough basketball teams because information got out and you watch hiring, you see people who work in these front offices who have an analytical uh, background. 
I would be interested to see how they decided to boost who they have. Because Eve Ewing, if you go off the diamond numbers, her getting promotion doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. But clearly, they've evolved their evaluation. So why are we still like? I, well, you're I'm the, very anti-diamond. So like, well, I I'm not the one that would be fair and balanced on this. Well, well, no, you also got to remember. We got to remember also what Marvel has is something that DC is trying to get but hasn't really had. Marvel's got Marvel Unlimited, so they have mm-hmm. their own. They have their own direct to to our pockets, you know, method of they can do their analytics from that app themselves. They can see exactly what people are reading. Hey. Oh, wait, maybe people are going back and they're waiting six months and they're going back and reading these things here. Like, again, Marvel's got Marvel's got that to look at. You know, I'd say DC does as well with the, the DC Universe app, but like they're, the, the comics on that, it's reading the comics on that is kind of terrible. So I don't, and, the, and the way the app is set up right now, I don't think they're getting any kind of advanced metrics off of that like that. But Marvel clearly is. And Marvel's up a method, right? Like, you got to think about it. Marvel knew what they were doing when they're saying that almost consistently, we're six months behind on Marvel Unlimited, which means you can read yeah. up to six months in advance and then you got to, because they know what's going to happen. So people start reading and they're like, where do I get this stuff? Oh, and what happens after about six months? Six months is about the time that you bundle something together in a trade. Because about six issues, if that. So now, like, somebody got just finished reading, and while they just finished catching up on, let's say they kept finished catching up on, on Ironheart, and they want to read the last bit, but they're not, it's not there yet. Oh, wait, look, look what happened. There's a trade for Ironheart for, for you know, for $9.99 to finish up, <laughs> finish up reading. And guess what? No diamond. No, no, there's no diamond in that method. There's no, you're, you're going straight to Marvel for that stuff. Which means price going down. Hmm. That's why the sales are always there. Hmm. Guys, cut, like count the middleman. If you're a diamond standard, if you drive for diamond, or if like diamond, you your dad founded diamond. Like <laughs> I'm not attacking you as a person. But I kind of am. I'm saying that your business model is outdated. It's better to listen to dust because the district direct distribution is the wave. However, what's interesting will it happen at DC? Because while Marvel's respected at Disney, well, <laughs> you just know the nigga over at Warner Brothers. Well, I think yeah, and I think that's that we've seen that though, right? We've seen yeah. that with, we've seen that with the way they rolled out their un, their quote unquote unlimited, which is anything but the comics on DC Universe are clearly a second thought. It's not the entire yes. back catalog. It's hard to look. It's still hard to find. And you, you, I mean, it's just, it's just what it is. So we're not getting, and then there's still the, all the rumors that eventually at some point, and we, we should keep this in mind, if, w, if, if, uh, if you're, if, if HBO Max doesn't take off what it should, which by the way, at $15, uh, uh, you come out, you came out at $15 a month? No. I, like, come on guys. No. Like I, I would even, you probably should have come out at 10 undercut Disney Plus and then take the hit for the first whatever. All right, whatever. But anyway, I can't I, I can't imagine what it would take for me. Like a new a new season Young Justice. But here's the thing, but here's the thing that gets me, right? Well I was gonna say it's like if if is it we max doesn't take off like it should, don't be surprised if there's been all these rumors that DC Universe would then fall under 
can be rolled oh, it's up. Rolled in. It's, it, it, it's rolled gonna get rolled in. But then they're also doing things like if you have if you had HBO now, then you already get upgraded to. It's like a weird like nobody knows how to actually get it either. It's been this whole weird thing with HBO Max, but like I don't know. It, it's just I'm like like there's a very good chance I have it. Right, you just don't know. I'm serious. I have AT&T on my cell phone. You worked as my uh, my television, and I have HBO go through a, a Hulu. Yeah, so you actually might have it. <laughs> I might have it two or three times. I'm very confused. Right, um, this was bungled, and that's you can't get it on Roku yet. Like, what a bungled bad rollout! And I think that is why I am most pessimistic about DC comic books capitalizing on the diamond nonsense that's happening. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have a singular vision, like you said, the streaming services, DC Universe. If you if you if you treat it like Marvel did, and I hate comparison, but guess what, guys across the street. If you do what Marvel did and you focus on user interface and backend and comics, then there'd be less hesitancy when HBO drops their thing to be worried about where's my multimedia going. Mm-hmm. But because they said DC, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. DC says, hey, we got a streaming service. And no one at Warner Bros. is like, oh, yeah, we've got three of those lined up. Well, you know, the crazy thing about it is some of the DC shows that they had on uh, DC Universe are going over mm-hmm. to HBO Max. So, like, I know. That's so, what, so, like, that's, so like Doom Patrol. DC Universe is going right. away. So, like, DC, so, so, then it, so then if it goes away, it's like, so what happens to the comics? So then you, do you read the comics on HBO Max? Like, what happens to the comics? We, like, they were never, it was never, they, they do not care. I know, they, and they never have, right? And we've been talking about this for the longest time when they were, they told us they were moving to the new office to, 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 to digitalize their, their backlog. It's like, so where is it then? You know, where is it? Whereas I, we just did our, our, an incredible Hulk character corner, and I can literally everything we, we we talked about, we can go find on 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 um on on Marvel Unlimited, and on the off chance it does. Here's another thing: on the off chance it's not there, I'm more inclined to go and then just buy it because I know I can get everything else. I can get all my back issues there. I can go back and check and read these stories here. But like I said, on uh, so you're right. I, I didn't think about that aspect of it. It's going to be really interesting to seeing. Marvel's clearly kind of has their eye on what they want to do and know what they want to do. I it'll be because, interesting to see because they can punt to say Disney's got the film part. Yep. Yeah. Because these assholes want to do everything all the time at once. They can't be like, hey, let's what if we plan this? What if we measure twice and cut once? That's crazy talk. Let's just start cutting. Or just or just or, or just or just has synergy, right? Because what happens is on Marvel Unlimited, you go and let's say they're gonna put out, you know, a Black Widow movie. On Marvel Unlimited, all of a sudden now there's a bunch of Black Widow comics on the front page of Marvel Unlimited, and that's how you get your synergy. And DC's like, well, what if we just put it all in one app and we just do it there? And it's just really confused to find. I'm like, but no, we don't want that. I want my comic. Okay, guys. All right, see how it works. You know, you could use a model that works, or you could do your own thing that hasn't worked so far. But okay. Anyway, um, all right. So there you guys have it. That's our mailbag. We're a little bit. Almost an hour and a half. Um, what I'll talk about here. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not looking forward to the next year of, of Zack Snyder giving us more hints about what his Sonic cut is now going to be because he has to shoot a whole new fucking film and they have to do reshoots and all this other stuff. So, Will it come out on time? <laughs> Thank you for that answer. That's enough. <laughs> First of all, I'm hoping that, that that's both that's both a no, and it's also a, a I hope not because it's supposed to come out on my birthday next year. 
Oh my God. That, yeah, no. Now it has to come out on time. Zach, I believe in you. What is it? Vero.com? I'll get on that. I'll get on that shitty. So I was like, I thought it was like, yo, it's aimed for May 21st, 2021. And I'm like, you, you fucking assholes better not. You. Yes, you, we can, Zach. Yes, we can. You, you sons of bitches. You. Oh, this is, this is not my new favorite podcast. <laughs> so, um,. All right, folks. Uh, there you guys have it. Again, remember, uh, email us at mailbag at Uh We'll see you at the end of June. Thank you guys very much. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.